0: Good afternoon, Acadiana. Welcome aboard to Kane Radio's live broadcast of Chip Shots, our long golf talk show. I'm Teddy Slimer with you here in the air chair, soon to be joined by my colleague and friend, Ralph Boxcar Bajeron. Welcome to October, my favorite month. Football, festivals, cool air, it's on the way. Yes, it's on the way. I particularly like the late afternoons, getting in a round of golf when the sun's about to set. Love that time of the year. All right, we're going to be talking golf, but let's first thank our sponsors. Our title sponsor is golfballs.com, of course. Been with us for a long, long time. Located on Arnold Boulevard right there in Lafayette. Anything you need in the realm of golf, you can get there. Go check it out. If you want to hit some golf balls into their simulator and try out the new and latest equipment from any of the uh, big-time golf companies, they have that available for you. Also, anything you want in soft goods or anything in golf, it's right there. Golfballs.com, Honorable Boulevard, Lafayette. Of course, our local golf clubs, Eagle Ridge, Cane Row, Sugar Oaks, Bellevue, and Atchafalaya. We're going to start out with Bellevue. Their club champion for the year is Brandon Bedert. That's Ty's son, right? He wins everything. 145, he shot. Beat out uh, Bobby McDaniel and Dean Dache by seven shots. Winning in the senior flight was Al Landry, 159, he shot. He won over Herman Hebert, 160. And then they had their uh, most recent blowout, big annual, 18th annual, I believe it was, a whopping 60 players teed it up in that. First flight winner, yep, you guessed it. Brandon Burdett, Ty Burdett, and Mike Cap 17. They beat Ricky Parvino and Aaron Parvino and Bryson Carline, 14 under. In the second flight, Damon Migas with First National Bank of Generette, and I think it's his son Dylan, teamed up along with Chuck Napier and shot 8 under par. Beating out two teams: Jeff Gula, Scott Gula, Michael Gula, and Bobby McDaniel, Scotty Tibbs, and Dwayne Louvier. Closer to the whole Mike Cab, Johnny Shakesniner, Brandon Burdett, and Skipper Williams. Let me turn on the mic of Mr. Boxcar and say, "Welcome aboard!"
1: Hey, welcome aboard!
0: Thanks for the libation. And yeah. Okay. Oh, that you do. <laughs>
1: yeah. Well, you you do a lot for me.
0: <laughs> well, we're not counting. <laughs> Anyway, uh, chime in anytime you want. You're a little early, huh?
1: Yeah, I know. I kind of <laughs>
0: threw me a curve.
1: I know, oh, yeah.
0: All right, well, Chafalaya, their Thursday scrambles is about to come to an end. I think daylight savings time ends on November 5th, but they're still promoting their nine-hole twilight scrambles at 530. Entry fee includes golf, prize money, and a hamburger supper after dinner, after play, rather. <laughs> Pass holder is $25.00. Public $40. Then down at Eagle Ridge, their new golf pro is Jeff Dupan. He uh, worked in the off-field for a while, but now is uh, back into golf. He started out in Lake Charles at Mallet Cove in Lake Charles Country Club, now at Eagle Ridge. And he tells me that the uh, Eagle Ridge new membership, which is uh, plentiful due to their promotion that they ran uh, this past year, they're uh, they're restarting their MGA And uh, they're also going to re-slope their golf course, according to the Louisiana Golf Association's handicap system. They're going to redo it and uh, add a senior tee and give them four sets of tees. Our most recent pro-am was played at uh, Southern Oaks in Abbeville. 143 players teed it up and enjoyed a beautiful golf course and a nice week. First place at Plus 15, winning $150. Once again, redeemable from golfballs.com. It was a team of Corey Hewlett, Eric Darawin, David Brown, and Carl Broussoit. And they edged out by one stroke. Bobby Deloney, Kempton Collins, Keith Domains, and David Collins. And they were 14, plus 14. Winning $115. Third place, Larry Deplanis. Kevin Ledford, Gilbert Boudreaux, and Chris Mayard, plus 12. 70 bucks. Low individual players, Bobby Deloney, plus 7. Matt Aber plus 11. Steve Reagan, plus 11. And Terry Leje 12. And it goes to show you how nice the golf course was, all these big numbers next to the names. Then at Sugar Oaks, uh, their weekly specials continue. 9 or 18 holes, $22 Monday and Tuesday. And once again, there they're, they're Probably the only course, uh, I don't know, Eagle Ridge might be open on Mondays as well, but uh, one of the only courses open on Mondays. Wednesday, all day special, $31, and that's when they have their Twilight Scrambles. They're looking for workers out at Sugar Oaks, inside and out, 364-7611. Talk to Gil or Kylie if you're interested in an outside job or an inside job. And then they're coming up there, Knights of Columbus is coming Saturday <clears throat> Council 1208, which is from St. Peter's Catholic Church, doing their fundraising golf tournament. Um, three-man scramble, $100 per person. It's not too late to enter. Give somebody a call. If you see their posters around, there's a bunch of people you can call to enter the tournament. If not, call the golf course, rather three six four seven six one one. And uh, the Knights of Columbus do a whole lot of good things in our community, Uh Supply funds for St. Francis Dinah Social Service Center, the Iberia Unexpected Pregnancy Center, and the Men's Shelter. It's only a few of the things they do. All right, to the Twilight Scramble. Their most recent one, minus five winning on a scorecard playoff, was Avia McLaughlin, Chris Bayard, and Keith Domains. And they beat out uh, Paul Olivier, Allison Pare, and then uh, also. Two other, one other team, Olin Grosje, Ronnie Finley, and George Eter. Then their Sunday October the 1st shootout, play your own ball, and they do the points like we do for our Pro-Am. Went in the front, was they drew for teams. Went in the front, Ron Finley and Robert Burton, 24 points. Went in the back and 18 was Paul Olivier and Keith Domain, plus 26. Thanks a bunch to Boyd Booty, the CEO and president of the Gator Golf Club, which uh, most of their members are from Sugar Oaks. They go cruising around the south of Louisiana from Lake Charles to Baton Rouge, Lafayette, Alexandria, playing the, uh, the big golf courses on the Audubon Golf Trail, a lot of them. Their latest one was Kashati Pines. Went in the first flight, Tom Grimsley, plus four. Went in the second flight, Kent Kern, plus eight. Our next one's going to be at another good golf course, Oak Wing in Alexandria, October 14th. Down at Cane Row, at junior rates, $25 before 1 o'clock, $15 after 1 o'clock for all the junior golfers in our area. If you want to go play a championship golf course. they also have specials for veterans, active or retired, only $25 (coughs) on Wednesdays. Their senior rate, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday, $35. And then their twilight rate, which is probably going to go away pretty soon, $30 before 3 o'clock, or rather $30 Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday, $35 Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, the weekend. But if you want to be a member, they got a big promotion going on right now. During the month of October, Ryan Desimo, their golf pro, is offering. A full membership for only $300. That includes cart and your dues or green fees, and that's including tax as well. So only $300, and uh, this is a big promotion point. You get one month free. Of course, that's at the end of a year, at the end of the term. But uh, if you're wanting to be a member, now's the time to join. And uh, if you are a member, you get a whole bunch of perks. 20% 20% off of their soft goods, and like I keep saying, they have one of the best stocked golf shops in our area. 10% off of their hard goods. And uh, you can book your tee time one week in advance if you're a member. And uh, they also chart your handicap, according to Louisiana Golf Association. And being busy, I think uh, getting that perk of uh, being able to book your tee time a week in advance is a big advantage. They also waive the MGA, Men's Golf Association, dues. Uh. Raymond Bernard is a president of that, and they also have UL Ragin' Cajun logoed merchandise because they're licensed to sell that. Golf shop sales—well, wow, this is old stuff. I'm not going to say those. Uh, let's move on to the results of their Generate tournament. Uh, first place uh, in their fundraiser for Generate High School was—we uh, talked about him earlier—Damon Miguez. First National Bank of Generate. They shot 59. Upcoming at Cane Row tomorrow begins the week for the uh, Pro-Am. It moves to Cane Row. You can play Tuesday, Wednesday, or Thursday. With this nice weather, I expect them to bust their 160 uh, record of number of players. Then also coming up at Cane Row, uh, October 13th. That's Friday the 13th. Turlings Catholic has their fundraiser. And then get this, they're closing their course for three days, October 16th, 17th, and 18th, to oversee their, their entire golf course, greens, tees, and fairways. Then after that, hopefully the grass will germinate. And then the CHS Big Red Classic, Saturday, October 21st. Also at uh, Kane Road coming up this weekend, uh, opposite our KC tournament is the 76th uh, State KC Golf Tournament. Uh Friday, Saturday, and Sunday this week, they usually get a bunch of players, three hundred plus sometimes. Friday, can they have a fun day with the scramble, and then uh, on the weekend it's individual play. And they also have a senior flight. Mr. Robert Boudreau, who runs a U.S. U Triple S A tournaments for the juniors, is the Knights of Columbus. Uh, I don't know what they call him—the Grand Knight or whatever—and he runs the, the uh, Grand Poobah. <laughs> yeah, he also runs a KC tournament. And then they're going to clean. Rose going to have their club championship, uh, thirty-six hole format, individual play, October twenty seventh and twenty eighth. All divisions will be flighted. It's only eighty bucks, and uh, they have a list of the tees for the players, senior tees, and all that stuff. But they're going to have a fun day on Friday. They're going to have a a putting contest and a putting contest and uh, a free fish fry. That inc- all that's included in your uh, entry fee. And then on Saturday and Sunday, they're going to provide lunch. So well worth the 80 bucks. Now, at the Lafayette Senior Men's Golf Association, uh, Lawson Ruly, the president of that, gets me this information. I appreciate his efforts. The second Tuesday of the month, their out-of-town course, and it was played at a and Patterson. When in first place was Jay Frederick and Mel Potan. Second place, Terry Clement and Mitch Gospar. Then the fourth Tuesday of the month was played on their home course. Of course, that's Muni, Muni and Lafayette. Front, back, and 18 total uh, individual. Marshall Miller, first place. Second place, Sid Thibodeau. Third place, Richard Vincent. Then UL Ragin' Cajuns last week uh, concluded uh, another come-from-behind Golf tournament where they uh, improved each day. They shot three over, three under, then six under. I mean, six under came mostly on the last nine. And they finished fourth, minus six at the UAB GMAC, Graham McDowell Classic in Oneta, Alabama. So uh, the Cajuns showing a lot of perseverance this year as they are not giving up with poor starts. And, uh, in fact, through the course of the year, they have played uh, two tournaments. 26 uh, teams total, and they've beaten all but three. And that's how they do it in, in college golf. That's your ranking, 26 and three. 26 wins, three losses. So playing real good for the Cajuns was uh, Milan Portigo, their number one player from last year. Look at these scores, 78-71-67. That's not giving up for sure. Eli Artigo was steady, 68 70, 70. And uh, all the rest of the players played well as well, all of them around even poor. So coming up next, this weekend, the Cajuns leave for University of South Florida. It's uh, called the Southern Hills Place Golf Course in Tampa, Florida. Never heard of that one, but uh, nonetheless, the Cajuns will participate once again in that and uh, try out, see if they can improve their rankings. And then uh, on the junior scene, the River Cup was played at Bayou Sur. The Louisiana Juniors beat out the Mississippi Juniors 14-6. Drew uh, lost his last match. Uh, nonetheless, uh, this week he uh, he bombed out as well. He uh, finished 11th, or rather tied for 11th, in the Louisiana Junior Golf Tour's Tour Championship at Links on the Bayou. Cade Bryan of Benton won with five under par, 139. Drew tied Riggs Ryan, also of Lafayette. That's Herb Schilling's grandson, two years younger than Drew. They tied for 11th at 150. Also from Lafayette, Dax Rayo and Meyer Shop. Meyer also is in the same class as Riggs Ryan. They shot 151. So good going for the younger boys, not so good going for the older ones. The next tournament to be played uh, is going to be their... um, Cup matches for Louisiana, North versus South, and that's going to be played up in Shreveport at Southern Trace. Then after that, uh, Drew plays at the Lake Charles Fall Classic Mallet Cove, the newly renovated Mallet Cove golf course in Lake Charles. That will be in November. All right, that will do it for the local stuff. Anxious to get with you, Boxcar. Yeah,
1: I have something that's – I mean, it's it's not exactly local, but, I mean, Walker and Denham Springs is not – you know that far away, no, no. But uh, a young lady named Evelyn Ardiata, uh, who's a junior golfer at uh, ju- well, she's a junior <laughs> golfer at Walker High. I don't think she's a junior yet because she's uh, younger. But anyway, she sec- sec- uh, secured a spot as one of the eight national finalists to advance in the drive, chip, and putt regionals held at Champions Golf Club in Houston on September seventeenth. She won the girls fourteen to fifteen age group. Um, and her putting is what uh, what kind of vaulted her to the top. So she is going to be going to Augusta next year. So when we get to you know yeah. watch that uh, that, turn- that little uh, tournament before the um, the opening round, uh, look for Evelyn Arrieta. She's um, again she's either fourteen or fifteen from um, from uh, they they list her hometown as Denham Springs, but she goes to Walker High School. So. Good. Apparently a good player because I saw she was the uh, Louisiana Junior Golf Tours Player of the Month back in uh, June of this year. So oh, Good stuff. Um, yeah. So, yep. Anyway. All
0: right. With that, we'll take our break. And then uh, stay tuned. Boxer and I are going to be talking about the Big Ryder Cup that fizzled out for the Americans this past weekend. Stay tuned.
2: Hey, guys. If you're looking for the top golf experience in Iberia Parish, you need to look no further than Cane Row Golf and Turf Club. Low or high handicappers will enjoy the beautiful greens, the recently refurbished sand traps, and incredibly plush fairways. And by the way, you don't have to be a golfer to enjoy Cane Row. The brand new clubhouse sports some of the best burgers, pizza, wings, and many other choices along with absolutely the best, most potent margaritas that you've ever tried. So whether it's golf, food, or just some fun, come to Cane Row and enjoy.
3: GolfBalls.com carries the latest selection of golf balls, clubs, and gear from brands such as Titleist, TaylorMade, and Callaway. Get custom fit in our state-of-the-art golf simulator or shop our selection of high-quality apparel from Vineyard Vine, Southern Tide, and Bad Birdie. Featuring 20,000 square feet of golf equipment and gear, GolfBalls.com was founded here in Acadiana 25 years ago and remains the world leader in golf customization. Located on Arnold Boulevard next to Harbor Freight Tools and, of course, online at GolfBalls.com.
4: Sugar Oaks Golf Course, located at 4002 Sugar Oaks Road, is an 18-hole regulation golf course. This medium yardage layout has adequate length, wide fairways, and not-too-difficult approach shots. Sugar Oaks Golf Course is a semi-private course that's open to the public. Our guest rates are very attractive, and our monthly dues are accommodating. Give us a call for your tee time. That's Sugar Oaks Golf Course in New Iberia. Phone 337-364-7611. 364-7611. Bayou Sports 715 weekday mornings on the all new K 1075. Hits of the 60s, 70s, and 80s.
0: Can't just let it be? And welcome back to Chip Shots with Teddy and Box Score. We turn our attention now to the big uh, golf news of the weekend the uh, Ryder Cup. It was the 44th edition of the Ryder Cup, played at Marco Simone Golf Course uh, just outside of Rome, Italy. First time they ever played there. Captains for the USA was Zach Johnson and for the winning team, Luke Donald, as the uh, the overseas guys won 16.5 to 11.5. It's a five-shot margin. That's a five-win uh, margin. That's pretty big. So, box score, I'm going to start out with this question tell you the, the big talk of the tournament was... Uh, <coughs> Not only the the Europeans' dominance, but Rory had his best Ryder Cup ever. But there was controversy all around. Hmm. Uh, when he went four and one, but uh, he uh he had a big uh shouting match with uh, a caddy, Joe Lacava, and then also uh, Bones McKay in a parking lot or something to explain all the scenario that went on with that.
1: Yeah. So so before I uh, <clears throat> do that, I, I do want to uh, just just kind of give kudos to the. Uh, to the golf course superintendent we had talked about it before the Ryder cup started um, one of the very few female superintendents in, in the business period and then during the, the broadcast they mentioned she was uh, eight months either six or eight months pregnant so um, but man what a fantastic job in my opinion setting up the golf course now you know the home team so to speak the europeans had the um, you know option of how they wanted to set up and they opted for Pretty gnarly, rough, and, um, and and narrow fairways because they felt they were better drivers of the uh, of the golf ball than the Americans were, and that certainly proved to be true uh, during the week. Uh, but the golf course itself, I think, is just a perfect Ryder Cup venue because those last three holes, man, just just low, you know, lend itself to a lot of a lot of uh, swings, and, and and we saw John Rahm you know, on, on the opening day. Eagle sixteen and eighteen to come back uh, in the, the four ball match, and, uh, and that seventeenth hole is a very exciting par three as well. So good. I, I really, you know, was very skeptical about the venue because never heard of it before. Number one, you know, we kind of used to the traditional venues in, in in Europe hosting these Ryder Cups, but uh, but boy, I sure hope they have it again there in 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 the future. So yeah, so the whole thing with um, with the Rory uh, deal. Uh, it, it happened during the uh, the Saturday afternoon matches when when the the USA was you know trying to kind of scratch and and claw their way um, to to try to give themselves some simmer of uh, of a hope on 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 Sunday. It, it actually got to the point where it could have it could have been if the Euros had continued the domination in the in the in the afternoon matches where. They would only need like a half a point or maybe one point in the Sunday matches, so it would have been over literally before anybody got to got yeah. to wake up and watch. Um, so you know the Americans did you know actually <clears throat> kind of stage a comeback, and, and and it started really before before the matches even took place. That 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 sat that Friday um, evening, uh, one this writer uh, from Europe. Wrote a piece on Patrick Cantley. And if you, you know, kind of went back to even the um, team photos before the matches started. It was very obvious, very glaring that Patrick Cantley was the only one not wearing the hat.
0: Just for the um, photo?
1: Just for the photo. Yeah. Well, no, he, he I mean, it, Yeah, it, and it, ensuing it, it matches as well. Right, right. He,
0: he didn't wear it for the photo. No, no. Come on.
1: And so you there. Yeah. So at at the point at that point, people were kind of like, oh, you know, he he was running late for the photo shoot. You know, there was no Mm -hmm. talk of there being any kind of, you know, unhappiness or anything kind of festering there. Um, Well, as it turns out, this writer had a source um, that said that Patrick Cantlay was unhappy because uh, they didn't get paid to oh. sport the right. Ryder Cup logo. Now, you know, it's not like, look, these guys are walking billboards. We know that every, every time they tee it up. And Cantley does wear a hat when he plays. He does, you know, there are very like maybe two or three guys on tour that don't wear hats ever, you know. Yeah. But he's not one of them. Um, and, um, you know, whether that story actually had any merit or not, who knows. But obviously with social media now, People took it and ran, you know. So even before they teed off on that su- that Saturday, people were blasting, you know, Canley um, for uh, going against the spirit of the Ryder Cup, this, that, and the other. Before anybody had even asked him his side of the story. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, uh, you know, when it got to the match with him and and Wyndham Clark against uh, Rory and and I think it was Tyrell Hatton, um, <clears throat> but. Um, uh, the, the fans were were just – look, I mean, I'm not saying anything bad about the European fans. I mean, they, that happens. It, it's going to happen um, in Bethpage uh, in two years when they come over here as well. You know, the home soil fans give the opposing fans a lot of grief. But because of that story, they started making these symbolic gestures uh, of um, not having – they would take their hats off and wave it at him every on every – time they get up to a green, you know, all the fans around there. Mm-hmm. So, um, so you know, it got to that point where a couple of times when they, they made some big, you know, putts to, to, to maybe win a hole or tie a hole, uh, they would gesture back at the fans and they were jawing back and forth with the fans. But it was kind of confined to, you know, that and you, you, then you had that, that you know, pretty, pretty tense match going on as well, you know, and they were desperately trying to, to win that point which um you know they needed at you're that right. point mm-hmm. um and then uh, Cantley and I forgot well, I think it was on the uh, 16th or a uh, hole
0: um it was actually the 18th hole 18th 43 hole. 43 foot putt.
1: Okay. okay yeah eight, you're right it was the last hole yeah so 43 foot putt. so you can imagine now you know that's unexpected okay to say the, <laughs> to say the least but and and then of course they're the last they're the last match out so all the americans are, are are sitting you know there watching them um and as soon as the putt goes in uh <coughs> joe Lacava, well of course you know the, the, the usa team you know jumps up you know for joy they didn't storm the green like they did um that time i forgot where that controversy was when they had ran onto the green yeah um uh, back in the day but um uh, you know they, they went they and Joe LaCava, who you know obviously had is Wyndham Clark's caddy. Um, he had been putting up with this all all day long. You know he had been hearing it uh, all day long. Oh, is he? Is no, he,
0: no, he's Cantley's caddy. He's Cantley's caddy. Yeah.
1: Okay. Um, so so he, you know Joe LaCava's a pretty old guy. I mean mm-hmm. he's got, He was Fred Couples' caddy. I'm pretty sure. For I think a, you're right for a really lo- really long time. And I would say he's in his in his mid to late sixties, and he's certainly no no spring chicken. Let's put it that way. But he was so excited that he um, he took off his cap and started waving it back at the fans. And in in, in the process of that, there is Rory McIlroy, and Rory, and it kind of was lost uh, that Rory McIlroy had a putt that could have tied that that hole. You know, he had a right. birdie putt himself about twenty maybe. 28 feet or something like that, 25 feet. Uh, so, you know, a makeable, I mean, a hard putt, but still makeable. And Joe LaCava, you know, I don't think he did it intentionally, but he sort of walked in Rory's line. And at the same time, you know, the Euros were obviously kind of stunned by that putt going in. And, and, and they're also watching the match on the other side of the green. And um, and and when Lakava started celebrating along with the Americans, you know they didn't take too kindly to it. And you know he may have walked in Rory's line. I, I'm not sure about that. There was reports that he did, but if he did, it, I don't. You know, again, they all wear tennis shoes. I don't think it's anything that's going to you know mess up his line. But um, but Rory, t- you know, took exception to it, and then uh, he had a few words with LaCava. and LaCava kind of went back up to him. And had you know said words to him, and then Shane Lowry comes onto the green and starts yelling at Lacava, and Lacava you know starts yelling back at, at Shane Lowry. So it was you know really you don't see that in golf. You know you, yeah. it's just um, it was a weird scene. So it's like okay, well you know that it got caught up in the emotion. It's kind of over with now, and of course all the Americans also. Uh, had taken off their caps, the, the the guys who were watching the match, the American players, and they were waving it at the crowd too. You know, so mm-hmm. it was a, it was this kind of unity moment that they experienced, uh, kind of a bonding moment that happened in in, in the, within the realm of that. Um, so you know, you're like, okay, well, so Rory misses his putt, Americans end up winning the point. You know, and you think. Well, you know, they're still down by – they're still, you know, way, way down. It's, it's still over with. But, hey, that was pretty cool to see that happen. Not, you know, not a great moment for golf, but but it shows they're human. You yeah, know, it, right. It, it, it's, they're not robots. You know, they, they did care, you know, and, and, and maybe he's not, not wearing a hat because he wants to get paid. You know, maybe he just – he really does care about trying to win this thing. So – Anyway, next thing you know, I'm watching the broadcast still, and they're like, man, the scene just unfolding here in the parking lot. Let's go (laughs) to Steve Sands or whatever. And he's like, you know, and they have the video. And they show uh, they have these valet cars, and they're all kind of lined up. You know, each player is assigned a certain car. Um, And there's Rory, and he's almost getting ready to get in the car. And and Bones Mackay, who I don't even know who Bones is caddying for these days, but – but he was, you know, he caddied for yeah. one of them, you know. And, and, of course, you know, Bones was Phil Mickelson's caddy for, for – well, he's – um, no, he's not with Sam Burns. I uh, think it's
0: Justin Thomas. Huh?
1: Yeah, 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 Justin Thomas because he said he, he – yeah, he, he wanted he, – he thought he could bring his game to another level. I remember that. Yeah, 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 yeah sure. you're right. So, you know, and Bones McKay, if you've ever seen him, he's – probably one of the meekest guys yes, is. you've ever seen in your life you know uh he,
0: to me he's a clone of ted scott you know yeah they, exactly they, they marry each other like like yeah cult. anyway go ahead
1: yeah i mean just an ambassador for the game i right. mean he did some commentary on tv before he went back to caddy and i mean just a you know very mild mannered guy and he's just kind of standing there and rory is just gone off and 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 they had the you know transcript of the audio and of course they had to Beep out, you know, the F word that Rory repeated several times. But he was, you know, alleging that what happened was disgusting and et cetera, et cetera. So, you know, then Sunday rolls around. Well, the Americans didn't wear caps, you know. They <laughs> they all went out without caps. Are you serious? Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. So they, they that was... You know, it was. It's sad that that's what it took to spark them. But look, they they made a. They actually had a chance to to win this thing. Really, I mean, when it came down to it, um, they had a couple matches. If they had, if it had gone different ways, you know, they hadn't had halves instead of you know, um, uh, you know, winning a full point. Mm-hmm. And of course, Rory conceded a you know about a two and a half foot putt uh, to, for the winning point. But you know, they, they still would have lost. That wasn't the deciding factor, but. But anyway, so after so before the singles matches, they interviewed Cantley, um, uh, and in fact, they interviewed him after the after the round, and and they, they said, "Look, here's what the reports are," you know, and and he that so he says now again, I don't know if that I believe him 100. percent I always take these things with kind of a fifty-fifty thing. There's probably some truth to the fact that he was PO'd for something for some reason i don't know but he said uh the hat just didn't fit me well and i didn't feel comfortable playing in it so i didn't wear it. that that's a, the end of story and then he referred back to the last Ryder cup he said i didn't wear a cap at wherever it was mm-hmm. either you know which hey you know if, if he didn't then a, then either he's really protesting they're not getting paid <laughs> or you know he just really doesn't like the Ryder cup caps they were funky looking look I don't think I'd have wore the cap. They looked, they looked like trucker hats. Oh, like, my. Yeah, they, and they had the little, even the little braid in the uh, on the bill, like the from the '60s. You know, mm-hmm. it, it, they they didn't look very comfortable. But but nevertheless, he said that they just didn't like the way it fit. It wasn't a big deal. It wasn't a, a money thing or anything like that. So uh, so anyway, that that's kind of you know. And then and then uh, apparently. Rory said, you know, he, he apologized to Mackay. Mm-hmm. Um, he's, now, they, he still hasn't – him and LaCava haven't made up yet. <laughs> They've <laughs> exchanged some texts, but the reports were that he had talked to each – but they really haven't talked in person. But he said, look, I feel bad because when I got out the locker room, I was upset, and, and and you know, Bones was the first guy that I happened to, to see. And, you mm-hmm. know, I took it out on him. And, and to Bones' credit, he took it like a gentleman. He just let Rory vent. He didn't say a word back to him, mm-hmm. and he's just standing there, you know. And um, so, you know, again, I mean, um, kind of much ado about nothing in the long run, mm-hmm. but but you also see how much it means to these guys, you know, these, the, the Ryder Cup. I think um, uh, in a smaller in a smaller way, because every point's important, you know. And I mean. Um, uh, you know they,
0: they that that leads me to my next question you know just like what you' you're going into there these guys are so passionate about this event you know and they they take sides you know with their country and and with their teammates and it, it always seems like and you and I have talked about this before that the Europeans are more of a team team uh, uh, country, you know the, all the Europeans gather together and pull for each other in this one event, more so, but they' they're all passionate about it, no question, and so you know m- my 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 question to you is you know like for this one week they they all always you know antagonize it or against each other, but then they come back and 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 now they're friends again and and uh, everything's back to normal, where you know professional golfers. Don't act like they do, like you just described. Right. Do you think the the the, the Ryder Cup is uh, is is doing well, or do you think it's 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 losing its grip?
1: Well, no, I think I think, it, I think it, it it obviously it's always more difficult when it's on European soil um, because you know you, a lot of your matches have started and and now today it, 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 back in the day. You had to watch the replay to, to find out what was happening. You know, right. now everybody knows the phones giving them alerts. You know, if you have it set up on your phone, you, you know who's what. So by the time the broadcast starts, a lot of this stuff has already been decided. Um, so it's it's tougher in Europe, and and then another my other thing is again when you're going against football uh, on on the Sunday, it's gonna it's gonna always be tough. Now it, a, a little easier to manage because it did end before most of the game started, Mm -hmm. but, um, but nevertheless, um, but no, I don't think it's losing the, I mean, I know it's not losing interest when you look, the crowds were unbelievable. I mean, they were on, and the Americans had a good showing. I mean, it's not like a lot, you know, like they, they were all there by themselves. Mm -hmm. I mean, they had a a loyal contingent as well, but, um, but no, I think it's, I think it's uh, alive and well, I, I don't think, you know, there's been talk. Well, you know it should be played in a neutral site, not not in Europe and not in America. But where the hell are you going to play it at? In Sweden? You know, I mean, uh, 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 you know, there, there's not very many neutral places. You go, where are you going to go? You know, I mean, um, uh, I, I, I think it's fine the way it is. Uh, it's like a playoff game in the NFL or NCAA. Uh, uh, you you have home field advantage in these things, and and it. it, it Tends to, you know, over the years, you see that, generally speaking, the home team wins, but not always, you mm-hmm. know. USL will have the same opportunity in two more years to have the course set up the way they like it, um, you know, and, 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 and we'll go from there. But uh, I think uh, the only thing I think that needs to be tweaked, I guess, um, and I'm not sure how they would do it, um, is the point system. Uh, you know, I don't think – Donald's gonna complain about it mm-hmm. but um but I think that that it it and maybe Zach Johnson just made some maybe he did make some bad captains picks you know I, I maybe the, the top six but I, but maybe we maybe you shouldn't have some maybe that's too many captain's picks maybe some of these guys who did qualify or would have qualified under old you know uh standards well, that, yeah. should be able to you know and 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 you had guys that you know couldn't get points because Again, you know, I know – look, I don't like Bryson DeChambeau, but he would have been a much better replacement than a, a rookie Fowler, you know. And, and, and even, I hate to say it, but Sam Burns played horrible. Yes, he did. I mean, he, he was. And, and why Zach Johnson chose to put him out in an alternate shot, I have no idea because that's his – that's where he really is bad. You know, mm-hmm. he, he's just not hitting his arms good. He puts Okay. Um, and I mean, he's a gritty, you know, player. But but he played he played really bad. I mean, he was uh, his driver was all over the place. And so I think you know I think there could be some tweaking done. Um, but I you know I I, I still like it. And, mm-hmm. and um, I, I think the only thing that we talked about last week is that maybe you know you can work it out to where you have the the Solheim Cup and the Ryder Cup on the same venue. I like, like that in, idea. In the, you know, uh, a week you know apart, but there it's. Together, you know, so to speak, on you know? the same track, yeah, same yeah. track, you know. Well, that that
0: leads me into my next question. You know, uh, not making excuses, but uh, they said uh, a few of the players might have had uh, some kind of health issues, and they didn't elaborate too much on it. But uh, Ricky Fowler was one of them. In fact, he set out all Saturday's round. But uh, the question is, what were the Americans ill prepared? Uh, yes. They, they they didn't they didn't play. They None didn't of them played for like four five, four five weeks, weeks, five weeks. Yeah.
1: Yeah, none of them played in, in the Italian Open um, the last two years, which is where that venue um, that hosts the Italian Open. Mm-hmm. So they had an opportunity knowing that, you know, especially the guys who knew they were going to make the Ryder Cup. You, you kind of know, the ones who are there every year kind of know they're going to be there, you know. So, so uh, yeah, they were. <laughs> and, and the other thing that they mentioned, too, and they talked about this before they even hit a ball. This was, bef- you know, I watched some of this. I, I call it pre pregame coverage. You know the mm-hmm. go- leading up to that thing, but they talked about the the European locker room and the American locker room and the differences. And in the European locker room, I, I think I told you this. They had pictures of all the golfers from the time they first started playing throughout their junior career, through their college career, you know, through their tour career up to this point, just highlights and and and, a, and awards and achievements and. Man, you know, you you walk in there, and that instills a, a sense of confidence. You know, then they had a special locker set up in that locker room for Seve Ballesteros. and wow. and you talk about uh, you know an extra player on the team. Mm-hmm. You know that that's who they that's who their spirit was. You know, and and to think that if you think those guys didn't play for Seve, you're crazy. You know, I, I, they, I mean, they they talked about it over and over again. And um, and they had, you know, one of his golf shirts in there and, of course, all his Ryder Cup achievements. And we know that Seve was the heart and soul of that European team for, for years, you know. And, and um, so – and then it said that, by contrast, the American locker room was just a locker room, you mm-hmm. know. <laughs> Nothing special, you know. So – um, that that
0: sums it up right there, and that's just what what we talked about a little earlier about that passion. The Europeans yes. are or they come together as a, a true team, pulling for each other, and and with that spirit of of uh, leadership and wanting to win, and and you know playing for your country and all that stuff. Where the Americans are just dull, yeah, just it, it, plain it, vanilla.
1: It, it really is, you know, Ted, and and uh, <coughs> and no, I think you know that's. Um, uh you know that's that's a lot of times you you see that happen uh in in, in a lot of sports you know it, sometimes it's not always an advantage to get a bye week you know and before leading into the playoffs because you get a little rusty you know mm-hmm. and and uh, uh but of course they they had the option to play i mean they just all opted to not to do that right and um and that's a long time you know and, and the rush showed i mean it definitely showed the first um the first round, for sure. Well, that's the where they day. lost. I mean, well, they, yeah, they lost it the first four matches. It
0: was six and a half to one there, and a half. That's how, I, how it ended up. Those five points, yes. were, were the, the margin of victory for. Yeah,
1: yeah, no, they, 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 yeah. um, and and it wasn't those matches. I mean, you had some historic trounces. You know, I one of the saddest moments was was them showing Scotty Scheffler crying. I yeah. mean, and look, I admire Scotty Scheffler. I mean, he he wears his emotions on his sleeves, you mm-hmm. know, he, uh, he's a passionate guy. Now, you know, if every, if everyone on that team would have his heart, you know, we would have been fine. They don't. Um, but, but he took that loss personally and it was a historic loss. I think it was, uh, nine and eight or something like that. Nine and seven. Nine right? and seven. Um, yeah, that's. You know, I mean, that means you don't even get to play the back nine. You know, I mean, you know that's, that's right. That's sad.
3: You know? I cry too. I mean, yeah, you
0: know? something to cry about.
1: In fact, they were mentioning. I think it was John Rom and maybe his third match. Or no, it was Rory. It was actually Rory. <coughs> he had never he hadn't played the 18th hole yet because he had n- none of his matches had gotten to the 18th hole to that point. You know, and. Um, yeah, I mean, he was definitely the the, the star for, for for Europe. I mean, four and one uh, record, and the only loss was on that last hole to that miraculous putt by Cantley, you know. So, mm-hmm. um, but just a, a lot of their players had really really solid matches. Ty- 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 tyro Hatton—that's a guy that I, I wasn't expecting to, to be that that good. I mean, mm-hmm. he because he's so he's so fiery that he can lose his emotions, you know. And I thought he might, but he. He used it as
0: fuel. That seems to be the point, you know?
1: Yep. And he was three zero and one Victor Hovland was 3-1-1. Uh, Tommy Fleetwood was 3-1. and
0: Victor Hovland um, made an albatross on 1-0, didn't he? A, uh, a yeah. hole-in-one on a par-4?
1: Yeah, it was in, in a practice round. But, but oh, I thought it was in, Oh, no, no. I saw practice. the
0: replay briefly yeah. at lunchtime.
1: Yeah, it was a practice round, and it was his second shot on that hole. So he had already hit his first shot, hadn't hit a great shot, so he hit again. And and then yeah he uh, he knocked it in the hole.
0: Cool, they were cheering the pretty hard, <laughs> and it was just a practice round. Practice, practice, practice round. <laughs> it really didn't count.
1: Yeah, you know? <laughs> so so yeah. Ooh, I
0: mean they but, were warmed up,
1: but no, they they uh, like they they again. And Luke Donald just pushed all the right buttons. I mean he just had this demeanor about him. Zach Johnson was just the opposite. Again, like I said, his pairings were very odd the first day. Uh, guys, we expected to play together. Didn't whether the illnesses had the, And again, I you know they they described it as sniffles, but then they said, oh, good thing we have a team doctor. So then it led me to believe. Well, I wonder if they have COVID yeah. going you know on the team. But I don't think they would have let them play at all if it if it had been that. Um, so I really don't know what the illness was, but um, but they certainly looked like they had recovered after the matches because they Brooks Kepka posted a picture of him and Ricky Fowler and uh, Sam Burns, uh, three others, there was mm-hmm. five of them, all in in his um, whatever, his Smashers, I think it is or something, his his team shirt on the Live Tour, they all were wearing that shirt. And oh, he was okay. like um, recruiting or something. He had posted, you know, like he was – it was a tease, like oh, I'm trying to get these guys to come over to Live. But anyway, they, they looked like they were doing fine. So I, I don't know that that was – you know, true or not. But anyway, yeah. Zach Johnson on, on um, I think it was Saturday afternoon's matches, and, and Jordan Spieth and Justin Thomas are tied in their match, and um, and and they're on that uh, drivable par uh, four. Um, I, I forgot again which hole which hole it is, but it, it's toward the end, and, um, and 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 Spieth had his driver out, and and and, and then you know uh, Zach Johnson walks on the tee box and starts talking to him. And the next thing you know, Speith is pulling out his three wood and then he hits his three wood in the water to the right of the green, you know, mm. and so it's like it's they said, Man, Zach Johnson shouldn't have gone club. Now Jordan Spieth said he didn't he didn't club me, but it he it sure looked like he did. He told him that driver was too much to hit the three wood and you know, it it is what it is. Yeah. But hey, it was it was fun, you know. I mean, um it's um you know, it's always kinda
0: yeah, I mean it's it's something to look forward to, you know. After a long season, you know, with FedEx Cup and all that stuff, I get why those guys took time off. But it's it's so important. I don't I don't I don't get get it totally why, why they didn't prepare a little bit better and play a little bit more and and stuff. And yeah, considering um, you know, here's another question for you. Considering all the uh, controversy and the atmosphere and all the stuff that went on during the tournament. Do you think it was classy or or a little crazy that uh, Ricky Fowler conceded that short putt? There's a lot of hype about it on the internet and stuff.
1: Yeah, uh, you know, I didn't see that particular uh, moment because I was, um, I think I finished church and was walking in the park at that time. Um, I I read different things that the the guy still could have three-putted and and won the the hole. So even if he missed, he still had another putt because Fowler had like an eight-footer that he had to make, you know, so... I I don't know, you know, um uh, exactly what the situation was. I, you know, again, I think knowing where they stood um that it was the right move, you know, uh, mm-hmm. it, it wasn't it wasn't so much a Nicholas Jacqueline thing. Uh, cause that was that tied it, yeah. yeah so that, that
0: was that was a big give.
1: That was a big give, <laughs> yeah. you know. I think this was this more, one was inevitable, yeah. It, it was just kind of like you, you, the mercy, the mercy rule, you know, sometimes, <laughs> you know, let's let's just get this over with. Um, uh, so you know, I don't have a problem with it,
0: right? Uh, let's talk about a little match. You, you mentioned you alluded to it earlier. Um, uh, Brooks Caprica and Scotty Shuffler played, uh, head up against John Rahm and Nikolai Hogarth. Or if I'm pronouncing that right, I don't know. But anyway,
1: yeah, it was that's right.
0: But they were they were uh, they birdied the last five holes and lost ground because uh, John Rom went in. Yeah. eagle birdie eagle.
1: It was incredible,
0: unbelievable. He chipped in, I think. Uh,
1: he chipped in twice for par, and then for eagle uh, once, and then he made you know made a
0: miraculous uh, putt. long putt. Yeah, know. yeah. And so so uh, Kepka and him had had a few words as well. Yeah. Uh, Kepka said, "I forgot what it was, but he said."
1: Well, something. he said he's he, uh, at least I'm not childish like he is because yeah. he had he was <laughs> before that happened. He had hit a bad shot on on the um, I forgot what hole that was, or maybe fifteen. It was no. it wasn't, and the whole way to the next tee box, he was pounding the um, signs, you know, the sponsor signs, and he just kept hitting it with his fist the whole way, and kept.
3: Portrayed as
1: being childish, you know. Yeah. But, look, I, I watched John Rahm's response to that, and, man, again, kudos to him the way he handled himself. I mean, he was just, you know, he said, hey, you know, he said, I, I just wear my emotions, you know. He said, I I was upset with that. He said, I never stopped to do it. I did it while I was walking, you know. And um, he said, if Brooks thinks it's childish, then that's his opinion. Um, he said, and that's fine. You know, I don't have a problem with that. Uh He didn't. He didn't go back at you know. He could have easily gone back at Brooks Brooks Koepka. As, Brooks Koepka hasn't exactly been controversial free in his career either. No, you know, no, no. I mean, he's had some contentious <laughs> moments yeah. on the on the golf course as well. Um So no, I mean,
0: but those Spaniards you know, like Seve. You know, they, they they want to show their emotions right out. They don't. They don't hold nothing back. So y-
1: you know, it's amazing because the it's amazing how Europeans' blood is. You know, because the Spaniards and, and the Irish, to me, you know, the show the emotions. And then you have the English, who are just, just very yeah. reserved. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know, I mean, Luke Donald was always just one of the classiest guys you'd ever want to see, you know, on, on a golf course, you know. And Colin Montgomery, for all the hell he took over the years, he was always, you know, a classy guy. I mean, but, you know. But, boy, you get to the other <laughs> the other countries and that fire starts coming out, you know. So Now, some of these younger guys look like they – not Spaniard, but Hogard and, and Advig, uh, whatever his uh, that first name. But, but um, they don't have a lot of that personality that, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but, I mean, look, you, you go to the American team and kudos to him for playing well. I didn't think he would. Max Homa was mm-hmm. the star of the USA team. It guys, as vanilla as it comes, yeah, you really. know, And so is Patrick Cantley, you know. And they were, they scored the two most points on on the team. But you, you go down, you know, Brian Harmon, Brooks Brooks Kepka has a little bit of fire, and I'm Justin Thomas has the most fire. He just didn't play well again. Uh, Wyndham Clark doesn't have any fire. Sam Burns doesn't have any fire. Colin Coward doesn't have any fire. I mean. Just a bunch of you know plain vanilla. Yeah, you know, uh, Scheffler doesn't have really fire. He you know he, he takes it personally, but he doesn't nah, doesn't yeah. display it. Jordan Spieth does. He, he he used to, but I mean I don't think he does it as much anymore. Xander Shoffley, no emotion. Ricky Fowler no emotion. Zach Johnson no emotion. You know so look it, it yeah you know it was pretty 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 bad. That sums <laughs> up
0: that sums up the U.S. stuff. It does. It does. No, it I really mean, does. You know. It's you, a, you, it's in this nutshell.
1: You got a nutshell. You got one bowl of vanilla uh, ice cream <laughs> and you got one bowl of loaded, you know, Rocky Roads with, all, oh, the yeah. cream, the with all the cream, the whipped cream and the nuts and the toppings and everything, the cherry on top, and that's the Europeans. That's
0: you know, so All right. So now golf turns its attention back to the uh, fall series, which, uh, which is going to be played right here. And, in fact, um, the Gulf States PGA is uh, the host of the uh, Sanderson Farms t- Golf Tournament in uh, Jackson, Mississippi, and then uh, one other note here: uh, fifth rookie on the LPGA Tour won that in nineteen in twenty twenty three. Uh, let me see. Hey, Ran, Rue. That they, all these foreign girls and men. I mean, <laughs> it's just like from from all these uh, Asian Asian countries. It's just amazing, to me. So she won at Pinnacle Golf Course in Arkansas, and. Uh, once again, we turn back to. To uh, me, what's
1: amazing is that they've do- they've they, they've dominated the the LPGA tour, but the Asian golfers really haven't cracked the PGA tour. You know, I mean, not as with, much with know? a few exceptions, a few, but, but but very few. You know, lot. and yeah. you would think that, you know, it, it would be equally. Um, you know dominant really but they, right. it doesn't happen that where
0: way do, where do they play and where do they get you know experience from well, most most of them so. send
1: most of them send their their prodigies to the uh, so, 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 golf, golf academies in Florida is where they end up growing up you know and the parents oftentimes move down here um, with them you know it's, it's these are most uh, 99% of these kids come from from families that are very very affluent yeah you know? mm-hmm. they, yeah
0: most definitely. Well, thanks for tuning in. Don't forget, uh, more sports coming on on Kane Radio with the CHS Coaches Show with another victory for the Panthers. The voice of the Panthers, Tony Landry, will be uh, interviewing Coach Matt Desimo. Stay tuned for that. Appreciate you all tuning in.
2: Hey, guys, if you're looking for the top golf experience in Iberia Parish, you need to look no further than Kane Row Golf and Turf Club. Low or high handicappers will enjoy the beautiful greens, the recently refurbished sand traps, and incredibly plush fairways. And by the way, you don't have to be a golfer to enjoy Cane Row. The brand new clubhouse sports some of the best burgers, pizza, wings, and many other choices along with absolutely the best, most potent margaritas that you've ever tried. So whether it's golf, food, or just some fun, come to Cane Row and enjoy.
3: Golfballs.com carries the latest selection of golf balls clubs and gear from brands such as Titleist, TaylorMade, and Callaway. Get custom fit in our state-of-the-art golf simulator or shop our selection of high-quality apparel from Vineyard Vine, Southern Tide, and Bad Birdie. Featuring 20,000 square feet of golf equipment and gear, Golfballs.com was founded here in Acadiana 25 years ago and remains the world leader in golf customization. Located on Arnold Boulevard next to Harbor Freight Tools and, of course, online at Golfballs.com.
4: Sugar Oaks Golf Course, located at 4002 Sugar Oaks Road, is an 18-hole regulation golf course. This medium yardage layout has adequate length. Wide fairways, and not too difficult approach shots. Sugar Oaks Golf Course is a semi private course that's open to the public. Our guest rates are very attractive, and our monthly dues are accommodating. Give us a call for your tea time. That's Sugar Oaks Golf Course in New Iberia. Phone 337 364 7611. 364 7611. You're listening to KANE 1240 AM and K298CQ 107.5 FM, New Iberia. The voice of the Tash.